Hello, welcome to the Dear Writer podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. We're two aspiring collaborative authors sharing our writing journey with you. The ups, the downs, and everything in between. Whether you're just starting out or a more experienced writer, we hope that you'll find this podcast inspiring and thought-provoking. And here's the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Dear Writer. And today we are recording episode 139. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about writing action scenes. Should be quite enjoyable when I was researching it. I was like, I could do like four episodes on writing action scenes. There was so much stuff, but hopefully we'll be able to condense it down into two episodes. And I think both episodes will be quite uh, interesting and have a lot of content. So hopefully everyone gets something from it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think if we can condense it into two palatable (laughs) episodes, it will be good. Um, There is a lot of content, but I think it's challenging scenes to write, (laughs) which is why. (laughs) But before we get into that, we should provide you all with a brief writing update. Ashley? So I actually finally finished that Grace chapter I'd been working on for ages and ages and ages, uh, which was good. And I got some feedback on it from my writing critique group as well, which was also very helpful because most of them had never read any of the books. So sort of giving them uh, chapter two of the third book, it was interesting to see. Like I asked them to tell me what they thought was going on. (laughs) So it was really interesting to see, you know, like what came through for them in the chapter and what their impressions of the characters were as well was was really interesting because I asked them also like what like who do you think Grace is and I found it really fascinating to read their answers and it was mostly what I was going for so that was good yeah and we also got our price of pandemonium pandemonium edits back from our proofreader but I let Sarah go into that one a little bit more so Sarah how's your writing been this month To begin with, I sent a mainly edited version of my Lizzie chapter to Ashley just for some general critique, as I was finding it kind of hard to see the wood for the trees. And while I waited for her response, I began editing the first chapter of a new character's viewpoint or new to the book, Darkness Set Us Free, the third one in the series that we've been working on. And then we got the Price of Pandemonium edits back, so... The last week, I dropped all the Darkness Set Us Free stuff because I was like, okay, like, gratefully see so. you, Darkness Set Us Free. <laughs> this is the priority now. <laughs> Which, when you're making some drastic edits <laughs> and you're not enjoying it so much, sometimes it's nice to be able to have an excuse to put it aside for a little Definitely. bit. Um, so I was not too sad to get the price <laughs> of pandemonium back. But so we decided that I would do the edits first um, to the changes that our proofreader has made um, or the suggested changes. And so I have been working on those and it's going well. I'm doing about a chapter a day. So it's actually quite a lot of progress um, each day and it hasn't required too much in-depth editing the one that I was working on today did actually take me a good two hours, however. <laughs> Which chapter was so, that? So chapter seven, um, Lizzie's second oh, chapter. Yeah. Yeah. I think because we started off 
but because it was like one that was completed later and then we like it's the classic problem of like you improving all the ones that were like previously bad and then the one that you inserted that was kind of good to start off with you suddenly realize compared to the ones that you've worked on (laughs) needs to be worked on again to get up to that level it got easier as the chapter went on but like the first few pages I was like oh god do I like need to send this back to like our editor to like read through again because I've made like quite a lot of changes to the first couple of pages (laughs) I think it should be okay it was really just like several paragraphs that needed rewriting yeah (laughs) but yes anyways good progress so that's Yes, yep, up to chapter eight. So that's not too bad at all. Out of about, I think, 25, 26, can't yeah, remember. Sounds about chapters, right. Somewhere around there. So not too bad. Sounds like, sounds like we both had semi productive months. <laughs> yes, is good. yes. My daughter has started daycare, which has been nice to be able to like have some time back to A, clean the house. And B, get some more writing done. (laughs) Yep. We should continue on into our main topic, which, as we said before, was writing action scenes. So I thought the first thing to start us off is a very simple question. What is an action scene? So for most people, the first thing that comes to mind when you mention an action scene is a fight scene. And while fight scenes are a part of action sequences, not all action scenes are fight scenes. And basically, an action scene is any scene where high-stakes events occur in rapid succession. So to break it down a little bit more, uh, well, actually, when I was researching this, everything that came up was fight scene, fight scene, fight scene, fight scene. I was like, no, but there's like more to it than a fight scene. So I had to dig a little bit to find you know, some more information, which kind of makes sense because, you know, as you know we alluded to at the start you're like oh yeah a fight scene's an action scene so action scenes generally have two key features one you have a very rapid series of events that occur so you know something to it's kind of sends your book racing i guess is a good way to think of it and two there's usually a strong element of imminent danger or some sense of urgency which is setting the act either going to set the action in motion or is caused by the action itself and when done well, your reader is taken on an adrenaline-filled journey uh, in your book. So they're always fun. I feel like I don't know, we'll get into it in the next in the next question before I get ahead of myself. Well, I think one of the reasons why there was so much about action, well, fight scenes, but we're going to broaden it to action scenes. Um, when I was doing this research, is because a lot of writers find action sequences one of the hardest scenes to write in a novel. So I was wondering if we could give our thoughts about how we feel about writing action scenes. Are they challenging, easy, or I don't know, something else? Sarah? (laughs) Well, I don't actually think of fight scenes when I initially think action scenes. Like, for me... You know, thinking about our book, the first action scene is really Levi and Dylan kind of on the run a bit. Mm -hmm. And that kind of, to me, is like what a lot of our action (laughs) scenes turn out to be. And But that particular one, uh, there's not really any fighting in it, aside from like stuff in the background going on. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I don't, definitely don't think they can be, confined to fight scenes 
anyways, as to my experience, I have kind of mixed experiences with action scenes. Either I find them really easy and fun and they just kind of flow and I'm like, yeah, I've got this. And I'm just really in the zone and it's all flowing and, you know, I write the whole chapter in like a day. <laughs> um, or, you know, sometimes I find them really tricky, um, particularly with editing, I think. I find them a bit difficult to edit because that there is definitely a balance that's required. And when I initially get them down, because there's so much going on with the action scenes and they just kind of unfold in my mind more than like a slow emotional scene. It can feel really easy to write, but when I go back to it, I'm like, oh, it's missing some key <laughs> elements. So <laughs> it's a little bit of both, I guess, strangely. Mm-hmm. Um, feel, how do you feel, Ashley? I feel kind of similar. I usually find them in the moment usually quite fun to write, but then like you, I often find they're the scenes requiring the most reworking when you come back to them later, like they seem fine at the start. You're like, yeah, it was great. Look at me go. I wrote like two whole pages. It went so fast. And then you come back and you know, you've looked at it later. You're like, oh dear. <laughs> it's just missing things, which you, I feel like maybe you get swept up in the, in the action. And then you need like to take a chance to look back and reflect about sometimes it's how clear it actually is. Cause in your mind, it's often, you know, you really see it. And then you go back and you're like, ah, oh, it's just not as exciting as it was in my head. <laughs> I haven't quite managed to portray it as, as you saw it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So the next thing I thought we could delve into a little bit more detail, I guess, about fight scenes, because that's what a lot of people think about. So I thought basically for the rest of this episode, we'll stick to fight scenes. And then for the next part of this uh chat about action scenes we'll look at um sort of the action sequence a bit more as a whole so often there are two elements in an action scene one the fight scene and i put in brackets often present but doesn't have to be present and then two the action sequence so if we're taking a deeper dive into fight scenes there are four main types of fight scenes and i thought we could give a brief explanation of what each one is and then we can talk about our experience of writing that kind of fight scene if we have or if we haven't and you know kind of how we felt it went so the first type of fight scene is hand to hand um and these types of fight scenes usually involve the abilities and the limitations of the human body and i actually didn't realize the like breadth of these types of fights because when you think of hand-to-hand my immediate thing was like oh like two people you know like punching each other and then I was like kind of reading about it I'm like oh okay they include things like obviously boxing matches but then like martial arts fights as well and then brawls and sort of things like that and I was like oh okay mm-hmm. so it's not just two people being like I punched you <laughs> well also um I have a point to make but I'm gonna save it for the next one <laughs> okay <laughs> For us, we have used the hand-to-hand, well, at least for me, I've used the hand-to-hand fight scene a bit, um, but I've said it's usually kind of mixed in. I don't know if we've had any straight up, like, yes, beatdowns yeah. of somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just the old skirmish here and yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, probably the the one that I can most think of. And the price of pandemonium are coming soon. Yes. And so there are 
still not as straight. No, not straight. But even when you have those little skirmishy bits, I find them a little bit challenging, mostly because I've never like really fought a person. <laughs> Done a little bit of martial arts. My granddad was a um for done black belt in judo so i've done a tiny tiny bit of martial arts but nothing that would inform me to hand-to-hand combat very well and what about you sarah so i'm just gonna say that hand-to-hand i find a lot more challenging than something like the use of weapons which we're gonna talk about next and i'm gonna talk about the use of weapons a little bit too um i think especially with guns you know weapons can be a lot easier to write as they're usually less complications with hand-to-hand you have to think about the positioning of each character their relative size and body proportions whether the moves that you're making them do is credible for number one their backstory and whether they have the skill set and knowledge to do what you're asking them to do and number two whether considering their positioning they're able to perform the movement you know, e.g. if there's limited space, maybe they can't swing a giant karate kick or if they're pinned to the ground with their arms behind their back, they probably can't reach for the weapon they dropped in the heat of battle moments earlier, like things like that. So you need to keep a close watch on how you position their bodies and what you have already said to avoid contradictions. You also need to think about if they are injured, even if it's just a temporary injury, such as being winded, how that's going to affect their next move in the fight. And I thought about this very deeply, clearly. (laughs) (laughs) But because of all this, I do really struggle to do hand-to-hand fighting. If I sort of put to do hand-to-hand fighting effectively, like I'm going to do it, but I mean for my characters – I do find it a good challenge, though, and I think the edits I made in The Price of Pandemonium for one of our fight scenes, which, as we've kind of said, it wasn't quite as straight hand-to-hand, but it was probably as close as we usually come to it. Yeah, I'd agree. I think what I did with that was probably some of the best writing that I've done in some... I'm kind of bordering on saying that because, you know, you're always doing more writing. And I'm like, is it though? Is it really? <laughs> we'll see. I'm getting up to editing that bit. <laughs> we'll find out once you've had a look at it with, you know, fresh eyes. Yes. Clearly, I feel like I've done a good job previously, but we'll see if that's actually true. But yeah, it really becomes about trying to place yourself at the scene and visualize what is happening so you don't get it confused with limbs flailing all over the place (laughs) or multiple people involved in the fight and to see what's actually going down like step by step. Because yeah, I think that's probably the biggest thing is, you know, you end up with this random like contradiction. (laughs) contradictory point here where you're like hang on but a second ago they were like doing this so I think they can be quite hard to do well I agree can be a bit they're challenging in what they are which is probably why we maybe default to the next one which is weapons fights a bit more and the nature of the book kind of dictates that anyways so obviously (laughs) weapons fights seem are pretty straightforward they're fighting with some sort of weapon so those are things like sword fights Obviously, fights involving guns, which also includes shootouts, um, which I thought was interesting because you kind of often don't think of it including the shootout part, but that's also included. And basically any mm-hmm. fight with any weapon of any description. Did you want to continue your chat about weapons? Now we're in this sure. fight and you're kind of on the train. <laughs> so 
going back a bit, um, it was interesting because I began to think about this whole thing more as like long range versus short range. <laughs> Rather than thinking about it like hand hand to hand and weapons, because I feel like for things like sword fighting, or like if they've got a knife or like a close range weapon, you're gonna have a lot of the same complications of what I talked about with positioning of your character and their skill set. Only it's going to be even more complex. <laughs> Because you've also added a weapon into the mix and you need to know yourself how your character might wield it so that you can write effectively. Um, with something like guns, you're still going to need basic knowledge. So I feel like with weapons, researching the weapons your character uses is really necessary. But because it's long range, your character can move more freely. And there are a lot of guns in our teen book and I think we do find this easier to write um whereas in our in our ancient greece book we have more sword and spear fighting which has required a lot of research <laughs> and i was gonna make a point that even for our character do to do some practice sparring <laughs> it was a lot of research involved for that and the interesting thing i find with the close range weaponry such as with spears or swords I would say even with like if you had like a small dagger or, you know, depending on the type of skill set and the type of book that you're writing, like culture can also affect the way they are used or the types of moves your character might incorporate with the use of the weapon. So that was just something interesting that I was thinking about as we we're <laughs> looking at this question. <laughs> I'm going to add to that because it kind of, played into a little bit what I was thinking about because I was like I find for writing our YA scenes um, they're a little bit easier and I think it's because our characters don't have any experience with them really so it's okay for me to imagine myself as them and try to think like what would I do because you know Grace's experience isn't too far removed from my own experience if I have like a knife or like you know like trying to fight that way whereas like with our ancient Greece book obviously a lot of the people are professional soldiers and you're like oh they they know how to use like a sword and a spear and they know how to like use a shield and everything so it makes it quite challenging trying to like accurately portray that and that's kind of what I was thinking about culture is that even the the way they moved you know I had to research all about like this practice dance that they would use to train their soldiers and things like that um but you know even the way they, they move in a phalanx and the way they use their shields and all that kind of thing. It's very strategic and, you know, I've kind of put it as cultural, but, mm -hmm. you know, it, I guess it was born out of necessity and, like, <laughs> yeah. the, the most strategic way of, like, using the weapons. But there's a lot of thinking that goes on behind the fighting. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If we move on a little bit, the next type of fight is a superpower fight which is relatively self-explanatory these are fights that showcase the superhuman powers of your characters coming head to head so think about characters who have super strength or like telekinesis or can shapeshift all of those types of things this one's quite short for me i haven't really written anything like that so the end <laughs> well i've just said that you know i'm impressed when superpower fighting is done well because also Personally, I don't have any experience writing it, but I find it interesting because 
I imagine it requires a lot of imagination. Um, I do think like when I was thinking about how you might write this is that you would need the rules of each character's superpowers firmly set in their place, Mm -hmm. um, which would then help to understand their capabilities in a fight. I'm not a fan as a reader of superpowers magically helping a character out of a situation. I think if you do that, there needs to be a very purposeful setup and it must lead to some other type of conflict. Like, for example, you know, a character accidentally uses a power which helps him out of the dangerous situation, but then has to work out how to control that power or realizes that there are forces much stronger than themselves, even though they have this gift that magically appeared. So, I mean, that is one kind of situation where you might be able to do that, but yeah, not a huge fan of it because I feel like it's just magically trying to (laughs) deus ex machina, I guess. Uh, So the fourth type of fight is an active fight, and these are fights which occur on the move or on the run. Uh, So the fight scene moves from one location to another. So these include fights involving cars and boats, trains, helicopters, airplanes, but it also includes fights where characters are moving from like place to place. So, and fighting as they go. So, you know, their fight might begin in the bedroom and then they like stumble into the kitchen and then spill out onto the street. I find these fight scenes are really, really fun. And I think we have probably a fair amount of these types of ones in our YA book, just, you know, cause they're often running away. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I find them enjoyable because you can build up quite a lot of tension and suspense as you move through different locations. And there's always like different things that they can, you know, use to their advantage, which is always a really enjoyable thing because, you know, it can be really difficult. At least I find sometimes to make our fight scenes or our action scenes a little more like different every time because. Mm-hmm. If you have a lot of them in your novel, it's like yeah. how do you <laughs> keep the tension high and keep Keep it interesting enough. Exactly. So I find like these scenes where you're moving through different places give you a lot of options uh, to do that. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Sarah? I've written quite similar. You know, I'm firstly, I want to call these traveling fights. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think these types of fights can really bring it to that next level. And you're going to have to forgive me because we've been watching the latest season of Jack Ryan recently. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But it makes me think of the type of stuff with, like, car chases and bombs exploding. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it adds an extra element of tension to it because the characters not only have to survive the fight, but they have to focus on getting from point A to point B for whatever reason, whether it be to be to get to safety or to get to the goal before the enemy. And as a writer, you have to, again, think about the character's body positioning and the way they are moving. So maybe how driving or running would affect their aim while wielding a gun, for example, to be able to paint the scene effectively. And in addition to any fighting they might be doing, you also have to take into account the forces around them and any other multitasking the character might be doing to make the scene feel real. We do have these scenes, but like, I feel like it's a lot of running. (laughs) (laughs) We do have like the occasional like vehicle, I think, and like Mm. stuff like that. I have to like really think about it. 
I don't know that we have like that many as you said, Ashley, because I feel like a lot of the ones where we have, if they're running, they're not necessarily actively fighting, but there has certainly been scenes where both have occurred. And I think the <laughs> the key is tying all the elements together mm-hmm. for those scenes. That leads quite well into the next point I thought we could talk about is in our opinion, what makes a compelling and interesting fight scene? So I like the ones where the characters think creatively and outside the box to get out of the situation where they're in. So whether that be using a weapon in a different way or maybe something that's not even intended to be a weapon <laughs> um, or using their skill set to gain the upper hand and thinking smart instead of just a straight fight. I also think if you can weave in extra elements like travel, like we mentioned above, it can spice up the scene a bit instead of being stuck in one place because different locations can lend different challenges to a fight. Ashley? I really like fights where you can relate to your character a lot and the stakes are really high. So I don't, I'm not as interested in scenes that have fancy you know, set pieces or like amazing feats of strength. I like the ones where I've written like the raw scenes where your character's like really challenged and you can like, you like feel for them. You're like, oh, you know, like they're really um, outside their comfort area. Like this is a really like pretty dire situation for them. And you are like, how are you going to, how are they going to um, get out of it? So I kind of like those scenes very much. Mm-hmm. So moving on. What are our challenges when writing fight scenes? Sarah? (laughs) So I think our challenges are making it seem realistic and not overdone. (laughs) I definitely notice in places where we've been trying too hard and the scene feels really clunky. Um, Probably the biggest issue we have, I think it can be tempting to use cliches when fighting. Even in the way a fight happens or in the bad guys in the scene, like not necessarily something that is said, but like something that's done. Um, and I've written an example, like, so the character might be in a chokehold with like a really big brute of a man. Like to me, like when I read back over there, I'm like, that's really cliche. Yeah. <laughs> and when I read those scenes, it just doesn't ring true and I know it's because it's something that we've seen on TV a billion times so we're just following a pattern of you know bad guys look like this and fights look like this yeah <laughs> without really thinking about it and I think for a fight to feel real the body kinetics and the skill set of each character has to be really well understood which we're not always the best at <laughs> <laughs> Ashley I've written um one of the challenges I have is avoiding just straight telling what's happening because I find it's really easy just to be like, this is what happened, and then kind of forget <laughs> about the rest of it, which is kind of what I mentioned earlier about having to go back and do lots of reworking. It's also tempting, I find sometimes, to, you're like, oh, this chapter's a bit slow. I could like insert something here to make it a bit more interesting. And you're like, oh, I could have like a little fight scene here, but you don't really need it. And the other thing which I mentioned before, I think in our YA book, we often have like a lot of gunfights and I find it really challenging to make each one feel unique and distinct from like the other gun scenes that we've had before and trying to find ways to make it, you know, not just another 
so that you look back on the book and you're like, oh, that was that scene where they X, Y, Z rather than like, which one of the many gun scenes was that? <laughs> exactly. That's probably <laughs> one of the biggest challenges that I find, especially when, you know, as we said, they're often running away a lot and there's guns and it's a war-torn city. Like you feel sometimes there's like endless possibilities, but also sometimes it can feel really constraining as well at the same time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's sort of how I feel about some of the challenges, at least for me. And so the final question for this first part of writing action scenes, I thought we could talk about the importance of planning a fight scene, both thinking about, you know, its place in the novel and also sort of the sequence of events that happens in the fight scene. So Sarah? So I don't think you have to necessarily plan out every detail of what every fight is going to look like. Um, but I do think that some fights are more important than others. For example, if your character is going to have a showdown with the antagonist of the series, that's more likely to come closer to the end of the book and be the climax. So that might require a bit of planning, especially if your character is in a sticky situation. Um, you want the fights to be creative and to really surprise the readers. So in order for your character to think outside the box, you really have to use every ounce of creativity that you have too. Um, you know, like I find that if you have a character in a really sticky situation and you're like, okay, well, I really need them to like, you know, you, you've tried, you've put all your creativity to get them into that situation in the first place. You're like, okay, <laughs> they're stuck. But then you have to get them out. And <laughs> some like you want to surprise a reader, to, but to do that, you almost have to surprise yourself. So you have to think really deeply about some of them. But as a tip for pantsers, which I was going to just mention, because I know we don't often talk about how to pants stuff. I mean, like, I guess it comes quite naturally if you're a pantser. However, um, I can't remember exactly what book I read this in, but I did read one writer say that if it gets to a fight scene where he knows the character has to pull something really extraordinary out of the bag, but he doesn't yet know what that thing is, sometimes he'll write something ridiculous like, and then a turtle skydived in to save the day as a placeholder, <laughs> and then come back to it and decide just what the turtle, turtle might represent. So... That's amazing. <laughs> Could be a tip for you, especially if you're a pantser and don't really want to spend ages thinking about it before you get there. <laughs> yep. Ashley, what what do you have to say on the topic? For me, I think planning where your fight scenes come in the novel can be quite important because it can really help dictate the flow of your novel. And obviously, often these fights are where a lot of character development happens. So I think having a good idea approximately where these scenes would come um, is really useful. But about planning this out the fight itself, I'm kind of on the fence like you said. I'm like, I don't think you have to do it, but I do find that when I'm quite stuck and I don't really know where I want the scene to go, that planning out of the fight scene can be quite helpful. Like, uh, okay, if I start here, they're going to have to use like, you know, a weapon here and then they can do this. And then, you know, in the end, they're going to do that. That can kind of help me see the scene a little bit better and then maybe solve some of the issues <laughs> that I am having. Um, and then make me at least <laughs> write the first draft um, easier. That's kind of how yeah. I feel about it. Uh, so that kind of 
that brings us to the end of the first part of our chat about writing action scenes and in a month's time uh, we'll do the second part of this episode and we'll focus more on the action sequences themselves and yeah, how to write them and their importance and some other more technical aspects. So if you would like to be on our author spotlight section, you can apply by going to lindersoncreations.com, hover your mouse over the podcast tab in the main menu, and you will find a drop down to be featured on Dear Writer. And next time on Dear Writer, it is the author, author spotlight section, and we look forward to having another author on to chat about their journey. If you'd like to know more about us and our writing projects, you can visit us at lindersoncreations.com or contact us on Facebook or Instagram under the handle Linderson Creations. And if you enjoy the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or subscribe on your podcast of choice. Tell your friends about us and we'll be back in two weeks. Happy writing, everyone. 